0: Hey there, I'm Sarah Rosina and I'm your host along with my co-host Sean Blackshear of What's Your Take Media Podcast. Hey, do you love movies? I know I do. I'm actually like a movie nerd. I'm always bringing up movie lines with my friends, connecting other actors with other actors, and I consider myself kind of like a movie critic. So much so, I decided to create a podcast dedicated to the movies and television shows you and I love. My co-host Sean and I will be critiquing new and classic movies and television shows from all over the world. Subscribe today to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. Go ahead. Make my day. What's up, beautiful people? This is Kirk Franklin. You're listening to Macchiato's Music and Scriptures Podcast. Let's get it. Around the world, they drink this beverage in its many exotic forms. Half coffee and half hot milk. I praise the Lord and keep the faith. Sipping my macchiato, Gotta get my cream up. i do this for Christ, boy. This ain't for the culture. Believe the scripture. Thank you for tuning in to Macchiato's Music and the Scriptures. I am your host, Martinez. Please subscribe to these podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Remember, you can send your emails to podcasting at mmsmedia.org. You can also follow me on social media at in bills 314 first thing i want to say is god bless each and every person that is under the sound of my voice if you are a new listener uh, if you are a new subscriber i thank you and i thank the person um that recommended this podcast to you or if you just so happen to have stumbled upon this podcast you already know you didn't come here by accident but i pray that the episodes that i did in the past and those that i'm doing currently and those that i would do as the lord will permit in the future I pray that they will be a blessing and a help to you. Now, seeing that we're in a new year, of course we all know, uh, even though some people don't think we are, we are currently still in a pandemic. We've been in it since 2020. It is now 2022. And a lot of people feel like, where is God? Why is God silent? Um, You know, why did all these people pass away from the coronavirus? Why are all these different variants still happening and mutating and so forth and so on like what's going on is God punishing us what are we supposed to do I thought he said he's gonna protect us I thought he said that the angels would not allow our foot to dash against the stone and so forth so what what is going on I know everyone has all these different questions and of course you know in prayer I was asking the Lord like I know a lot of people are struggling with um what's going on like how you know how do you communicate this to people that may be struggling in their faith i've been reading tweets from a lot of different just even christian entertainers and um, musicians and them just saying like you know my faith is being has been tested and i'm stepping away from the faith and just so many different things going on and it hurts you know it hurts to see because you know these are things things that the scripture have already talked about will happen. now it doesn't mean that when someone says that yo i'm you know struggling in my faith and i think i'm just going to uh disconnect myself from the church and from god and so forth it doesn't mean you're like oh what the lord already said you he's gonna do that so you just go ahead and, and be with satan <laughs> no that's not what you do it should hurt your heart to see that you don't want to see people uh backslide from christ you know what i'm saying so your thing should be in the simplest form is that i'll be praying for you that goes a long way and then when you actually say that, actually pray for that individual because sometimes you know people are expecting oh, i'm going to get ridiculed by the church i'm going to do this and that but no 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 no, no. my thing my thing is always i'll be praying for you and that's it and i allow the lord to take care of the rest but today i wanted to deal with waiting on the lord when he is silent waiting on the lord when he is silent people feel like God is silent right now that he's not saying much now but I think when people say God is silent they mean that okay if it's a pandemic that's hurting people killing people how come God just don't wipe the pandemic out in one instant like why are we still enduring this so I wanted to go over some scriptures with you and I pray there will be a encouragement to both you and me And it's not that I've ever thought that God was silent, but, you know, when, you know, obviously my first time, as it is all of our first time being in the middle of a pandemic. And when you see so many different things going on and you see men trying to figure it out, you'd be like, man, Lord, what's going on? Like, what do you have to say about this? And so as he will always do, he's going to always point us and direct us to his word because God and his word are one. So if you are praying and you are waiting on the Lord to speak to your heart about specific matters, if you feel like you aren't hearing anything, then you need to pick up his word. His word is breathing. It's full of life. The scripture says that the word of God is alive. So let's get into the word of God. And I pray that this will encourage you also answer some questions for you. Why you may feel like God is silent and it's a possibility, honestly, that he could be silent on certain matters that he's just not saying nothing about it but let's get into the scriptures. let's go to john chapter 11 i'm reading out of the mev version which is modern english version you may be reading out of a different translation but it's all good because we're still going to end up in the same place so in the book of john chapter 11 start at verse 1 it says now a man was sick Lazarus from bethany the village of mary and her sister martha this is mary who anointed the lord with ointment and wiped his feet with her hair, whose brother Lazarus was sick. So the sisters sent word to him saying, Lord, he whom you love is sick. When Jesus heard this, he said, this sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God, that the son of God may be glorified by it. Now, Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. So when he heard that he was sick, He remained where he was two more days. He remained where he was two more days. Now, the Bible is bringing out in the story, first of all, that he loved Lazarus. He loved his sisters and they knew it. And then the Bible even brings out that, you know, Mary was one of the ones who anointed the Lord with ointment and wiped her feet with his hair so they feel like yo we love you you love us I wiped your feet with my hair I worship you I honor and reverence you so she's like you know you're healing people you're performing these miracles here I am the person you love the family that you love we are in need of one so I want to let you know that Lazarus is sick But the thing is Jesus did respond Jesus said This sickness isn't unto death But for the glory of God The son of God May be glorified by it." And that was it He went back to doing What he was doing And it says that he didn't um, Even go Didn't go see Lazarus For two more days He was silent for two days He was silent for two days In a very critical manner Somebody sick Somebody that you love Somebody that loves you Someone who honors you so come see about him and that was it she didn't like she was just like yo this is the deal I know you gonna come but he didn't come for two days now when we continue the story let's pick it back up at verse 7 well verse 6 it says so when he heard that he was sick he remained where he was two more days then after this he said to the disciples let us go into Judah again his disciples said to him Rabbi, the Jews were just trying to stone you. Are you going there again? Jesus answered, Are there not 12 hours in the day? If anyone walks during the day, he does not stumble because he sees the light of this world. But if anyone walks during the night, he stumbles because the light is not in him. Verse 11. Now, we we could spend some time on (laughs) that, what Jesus said in verse 9 and 10, because there's a revelation in that. And there's a reason why he said that. But we don't have time today. But I will deal with that. Verse 11. He says, after he said this, he said to them, our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep. Didn't say he died. He said he fell asleep. But in essence, he's saying he died. But I am going that I may awaken him from his sleep. Then his disciples said, Lord, if he is sleeping, he will be well. Jesus had spoken of his death, but they thought that he was speaking of getting rest through sleep. Verse 14, so then Jesus plainly told them, Lazarus is dead, fam. <laughs> so he, Jesus was like, like, let me just make it plain. I was trying to, you know, be nice about it. Lazarus is dead. And I'm glad for your sakes that I was not there so that you may believe nevertheless let us go to him so jesus was saying i am glad for your sakes that i was not there see they were even used to when someone came to jesus with a matter that he would get on it right away let's go the one with issue of blood um the centurion soldier his boom right away let's go but jesus i'm glad i didn't even go because I want you to see this. I want you to believe this. Let's jump down to verse 17. It says, when Jesus arrived, he found that he had been in the tomb four days already. Now, Bethany was near Jerusalem, less than two miles away. Many of the Jews had come to Martha and Mary to comfort them concerning their brother. Now They didn't have no cell phone. They didn't have no, they wasn't able to text, they weren't able to send a pigeon, none of that. They was basically having a repass Without any word from the Lord They didn't know what was going on All they knew was they asked him They thought he was coming He didn't come And now they're mourning the death of their brother And they basically having a repast Because it said the Jews have been comforting her uh, Comforting them concerning their brother It says when when Martha heard that Jesus was coming She went and met him But Mary remained in the house She said no no let me meet him on his way to me I don't, I don't want to wait till you get here I'm going to meet him as he's coming to me Martha said, "I'm going to stay in the house." They was upset with him. Verse 21. Martha said to Jesus, "Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But even now I know that whatever you ask of God, God will give you." Jesus said to her, "Your brother will rise again." Martha said to him, "I know that he will rise again in the resurrection on the last day." She's got got a little smart with the Lord. I know he's gonna rise again on the last day. Again in the resurrection, Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he may die, yet shall he live. And whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? She said to him, yes, Lord, I believe that you are the Christ, the son of God, who is coming to the world. And we know how the rest of the story goes. He spoke to Lazarus and told Lazarus to come forth. And they said that he was already dead and stinking. His body already started to decompose. And uh, what, that, what that matter to the creator of heaven and earth? Lazarus come forth. And it said Lazarus came forth. I read that story because that's kind of the situation that a lot of us find ourselves in. Even in this current state with this planet. Global warming, the weather is just crazy, you know. In different parts of the of the world, the weather is just doing its own thing. But all that is playing a part in the last day. We've been in the last days since Jesus rose from the dead. That was the beginning of the last days. It didn't say last day; it says last days, plural. So it's it's going on for a while, obviously. But the but the closer and closer that we get to the end. More of these weird things Are going to start happening In the earth Because the earth is groaning The earth is going to pass away What did the scripture say It says heaven and earth will pass away But my words will never pass away So it lets you know that everything That we can see, taste, touch and smell Are, are temporary And are going to eventually pass away But his word His word What he has already spoken Is eternal so we should do what his word says because that will sustain us that's basically what he said about Lazarus when they came to him with the issue saying that Lazarus was sick he said this sickness is not unto death but because of her emotions it's like she didn't even adhere to what he was saying because what would have happened was the moment Lazarus died She should have remembered or called to remembrance. Wait a minute. Even though my brother's dead, the Lord says this sickness is not unto death, but that the son of God should be glorified through it. So she should have approached Jesus saying, "Okay, how is he going to be glorified through this? But everything that she did is just human nature. Those are things that we emotionally, that's what we do. You know, if, if something is not going the way that we believed God that it would go, then we typically go with our emotions and we get upset at God for that, you know, something not happening the way we thought it should happen. As if He's a liar, but that's not the case. But just look at this reference. Look at how God did exactly what He said He was going to do, although He was silent for two days. Think about your prayers and the things that you presented before the Lord about whatever matter, not just the pandemic. Just things in your own personal life Things that you want to get together Things that we want to get together And it seems like the Lord isn't coming through Well, maybe it's not the Lord's will No, I don't think they got anything to do with it Because we should be praying the will of God Now you may be thinking, okay Well, if, if I have a decision that needs to be made Lord, I need an answer By next Tuesday Like I need to know something Listen to me what you and I should do in those instances, if you are seeking God and God isn't speaking, you know, to your spirit as to what you should do, then what we should rely on is the word of God, because that's basically what Martha and Mary were supposed to rely on was the Lord's word that this sickness is not unto death, even though I'm not physically moving or I'm not moving at a pace that you Think that I should have moved because you're looking at how I moved in the past for others listen to what I told you I said this sickness is not unto death now I cannot lie and my words are eternal so it will come to pass that's how we have to look at it so if there's a decision that you and i need to make and we feel like yo this is like a life or death situation or this is a situation that can propel my family and my family to the next level but i want to know if this is the right thing to do what you should you and i should do is we now have to rely on wisdom wisdom that comes in the word of god but that is going to require you searching the scriptures So, yeah, there's going to be some work that you and I have to do to search the scriptures on different things as it pertains to wisdom. There are certain things that we can look at based on the situation that we need, whatever the situation is. If there's a decision need to be made, the scripture talks about what we should do and certain qualifiers as far as decisions or business or partnerships with people and so forth and so on. Because God is not going to allow us to be ashamed that he's not going to allow us just to walk off a cliff. So let's say you are a, you know, let's say you're a believer and you're working and you're going into business with someone that is not a believer. They don't believe in God. They don't uh, believe Jesus as their Lord and Savior. They're just kind of in the world doing their own thing. But they are business smart. And in instances, you may be like, Lord, you know, I don't know if I should work with this person, but this person got the, the wisdom and the knowledge and, and the funding that I need to do what needs to be done. Well, again, that's where wisdom come into play. So, you know. In that instance, what scripture comes to mind for me? Psalms one comes to mind, which says, Oh, the joys of those who do not follow the advice of the wicked or stand around with sinners or join with mockers. But they delight in the law of the Lord or the word of the Lord, meditating on it day and night. They are like trees planted along the riverbank, bearing fruit each season. Their leaves never wither, and they prosper in all they do. So, he's saying, even right here, that... And that was the New Living Translation. Now, the version you may be more familiar with is in the King James, which says, Blessed blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doeth he meditate day and night. So... I shouldn't be partnering now again this is just using wisdom from the word of God if God isn't if you're not hearing anything from the Lord and you you partnering with someone that doesn't believe in God number one doesn't they, they just doing their own thing but they got the money you need but when I say funding I'm not just talking about they're just funding them funding it I'm talking about they're actually playing, well, I guess if you're funding it, in a sense, you're going to have some say-so as to what you want and what you don't want. And I just don't believe you should have someone that doesn't know, that's not a believer, partnering with a business that you're doing if you are a believer. Because he just said, don't walk in the counsel of the ungodly. There's What can they counsel you on? Now, you may be thinking business, but this goes far beyond business. This is also spiritual as well. You can't forget the spiritual part. So that's just I'm just using that as an example. But whatever it is that you're going through and you need an answer, go to the word of God. I remember in the early 2000s when I was learning these different things, I used to have to buy a concordance, a separate book. (laughs) Concordance is basically you'll look up a word and it will show you everywhere in Scripture where that word is found so if I want in uh, all the scriptures on deliverance I can look up the word deliverance if I want all the scriptures on fear I can they'll show me all the scriptures on fear and so forth now we got google we got um the bible app we have so many different things but that was the work back in the day that you had to put in if you I mean if you wanted some answers you wanted to know you got to search the scriptures you have to search the scriptures i don't I don't understand we we it in technology and so forth but this will never be old we For the rest of our lives, we're going to always have to search the scriptures. It makes me think about um, Acts chapter 17, verse 11, where it says these were more noble than those in Thessalonica in that they received the word with all readiness of mind and searched the scriptures daily, whether those things were so these group of individuals, when they heard the word. It says they searched the scriptures daily to see if these things were so i want to see if you're telling me the truth but it says they were more noble that's what the scripture says they were more noble what does noble mean having or showing fine personal qualities or high moral principles and ideals so you're showing fine personal qualities not because they they did all these emotional things and so forth it said no. they they received the word with readiness of mind and they searched the scriptures daily To see if these things were so So you and I are going to have to search the scriptures In these times if you want to know what the Lord is saying The Lord isn't speaking to you directly And anything that God's going to speak to you It's going to line up with his word anyway So if you feel like you're not getting a direct word from God Go to the word and find out what he says About your particular situation But it's going to require you searching But like I said we're in a different era So we can google now So if you need wisdom why not just google uh, Scriptures on wisdom And then look up those scriptures and see what the Lord says about wisdom as it pertains to certain things. And then act on that. If you act on the word, we can't fail. Because if we acting on the word and it failed, that will make God a liar. And God is not a liar. So we do better just acting on the word. Do what the word says. I remember a man, a guy used to make this statement. He used to say the Bible is so simple. You will have to hire someone to help you misunderstand it, and we've had a lot of help over the years. <laughs> but he doesn't mean that it's, it's it's without like you know you don't have to um, you know interpret scripture and look at covenants and old and New Testament and all that. But once you once you apply those things, certain things come out. It's like wow, like it, it, it's not as convoluted as you may think it is. Some things just require understanding. That's it. let's keep going because i want to help you and i'm helping myself as well so just understand that anytime a minister or anybody who's bringing forth the word of god even though god has anointed us to bring forth the word it's teaching us as well remember the scripture says that no man could teach you it's the anointing that's teaching you so even as you're listening to me god is using my voice he's using my personality but the growth that you're experiencing in your spirit is coming the anointing, the anointing is teaching you, alright so let's look at Matthew chapter 8 let's look at verse um, 23, very familiar passage, but I believe um, you're going to see things in this that you probably never noticed before, Matthew chapter 8, verse 23 through 27, it says then he entered the boat and his disciples followed him suddenly a great storm arose on the sea so that the boat was covered with the waves. But he, referring to Jesus, but he was asleep. His disciples went to him and awoke him, saying, Lord, save us. We are perishing. Now I want you to check out the Lord's response to that. He didn't get up and panic. Oh, Lord, what's going on? He can move this. Get this boat. Hey, hey, Peter, grab the wheel. He, he didn't do that. His first reply was, in the middle of a storm, was why are you so fearful Oh you a little faith Then it says he arose and rebuked The winds and the sea And there was a great calm The men were amazed Saying what kind of man is this That even the winds and the sea Obey him They had Jesus on the boat with them Physically They could <laughs> physically touch him Smell him, talk to him And they got on the boat And a storm arose And Jesus was asleep Silent, he was asleep as if nothing was going on. Oh, oh Lord, what's going on? Nothing, we just out here fighting for our lives. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We're we in the middle of a storm, and you back here asleep. Let me go wake him up. They went and woke the Lord up, and he says, Why are you so fearful? Why do you have a little faith? You're acting as if I'm gonna let you think I'm gonna let you die while I'm on the boat with you. Like, that's the revelation in that you honestly think that I'm going to let allow you to die on the boat and I'm on the boat with you. Creator of heaven and earth, God Almighty, in human form, I'm going to let you die on the boat and I'm on the boat with you. But that's how, that's how the Lord looks at it. I mean, the Bible says he's touched with the feelings of our infirmity. So he already knows that his creation, which is us, his children, he knows that we are human, he knows that we are flawed, he knows all those things what i'm wanting to bring out to you in the scriptures is that god hears us he hears us now as far as you know you may be saying well i understand what you're saying but i mean hundreds and thousands of people passed away from a virus how come god didn't heal them how come he didn't save them how come he allowed them to get on that ventilator Even now as I'm speaking people are still You know passing away from a virus And so many different things are going on What do you have to say about that? What does the word have to say about that? Well When things like that happen I always go to one scripture And it's a scripture I've been going to for years Since I got saved when I you know, First got saved as a teenager And and there were things that were just very questionable To me and I didn't understand Why did God allow that to happen? I don't know It's a scripture that He led me to and I want you to write it down and never forget it. Deuteronomy 29 29. It says the secret things belong unto the Lord our God, but those things which are revealed belong unto us and to our children forever, that we may do all the words of this law. The secret things belong to the Lord. So to help you not question God on why he allowed this person to die or whatever have you if God didn't reveal it to you and I it's none of our business it doesn't make him any less real it doesn't make his word um, without power or doesn't make his word not truthful because think about it number one if you are a believer and you pass away you're gonna be with the Lord that's number one number two again if he didn't reveal it to you it's none of your business that is between that individual and the lord and one thing i was told is that if a person gets a glimpse of glory more than likely they are not going to want to come back so they'll just go ahead all right lord let's take me on in i my family be good <laughs> you know what i'm saying Once once they get a glimpse of glory They don't want to come back and they're not thinking, oh, I died because of the coronavirus. That's not on their minds. So although it's sad and we mourn those we've lost, we just have to continue to rejoice in the Lord. And for those of us that have breath in our bodies still, that are still on the earth, we have work to do. We still have a work to do. And we can do it with the joy. We can do it with the gladness. We can do it in love, as the scripture says. And we can do it without fear. We can walk in the boldness that the Lord has given us. But I pray that that scripture helps you. The secret things belong unto the Lord. It's a secret. It's a secret because it hasn't been revealed to you. Now, we already know there are certain things we can go to the Lord about. He'll reveal it to us, He'll reveal it to us in scripture and so forth. But when it comes to just certain things, like, man, why did God allow that that fire to happen in those children? You know, and I struggle with that because I know a family that that happened to. Man, in them cases, the secret things belong to the Lord. And the only thing that you can honestly rejoice over is that they are with the Lord. That is it. That's it. And if we continue to practice that, it will help us. It will help heal us. Some things are tough I mean we're not going to shy over that Some things are tough But that scripture Deuteronomy 29 29 Really wrapped up a lot of things for me The secret things belong Unto the Lord But those things which are revealed Belong to us Our loved one's friends And they saw a glimpse Of heaven like shh I'm going on in (laughs) You know what I'm saying So we should just rejoice over that that man they they you know, they made jesus christ the lord of their lives and although i wanted them here with me i ain't wanted to be like this but man hey i'll see him again in glory and that's all that's all that's all you can do but i just don't want you to think that when things like that happen that makes god's word of no effect or it makes god a liar or makes god look bad because it doesn't it. it really doesn't all right so i pray that encouraged you and i pray that you um Got a little bit of understanding of that. Exodus chapter 32. Start at verse 1. It says, Now when the people saw that Moses delayed coming down from the mountain. Now Moses was went up to the mountain. Just to give you some backstory. Moses went up to the mountain to have a conversation with the Lord. A verbal, audible conversation with the Lord. Now... Prior to this, what we're about to read, the Lord delivered the children of Israel, brought them out of Egypt. He allowed them to cross the Red Sea. Moses parted the sea. They walked through the sea. And once they got on the other side, the waters caved back in, closed and washed away the enemy so so forth. Then also, they were hungry. And they begin to murmur and complain. And the Lord gave them bread from heaven every day. So they've already have seen the Lord work and perform miracles in their lives. What else? You I mean, you already know based off the things that you've experienced that y'all should have died. But the Lord brought you out. So they've already experienced this. So now Moses went up in the mountain to have a conversation with the Lord because the Lord is going to give him the commandment. Now, with that backstory in mind, let's read Exodus 32 verse 1. Now, when the people saw that Moses delayed coming down from the mountain, the people gathered themselves together around Aaron and said to him, come. Make us gods, which will go before us. As for this Moses, the man who brought us up out of the land of Egypt, we do not know what has become of him, because he delayed coming down from the mountain. He taken too long. But check this out: Aaron didn't even fight for Moses. He didn't say, "Yo, let's just wait a minute." You know, he's getting instructions from the Lord. We, you know, he didn't remind them what the Lord is, has done for them. Aaron said to them, all right, well, break off the gold earrings that are in the ears of your wives, your sons, your daughters, and bring them to me. So all the people broke off the gold earrings that were in the ears and brought them to Aaron. He received them from their hand and fashioned it with that engraving tool and made it into a molded calf. They created a golden calf created their own gods what the scripture said now check this out let's keep reading then they said this is your god O israel who brought you up from the land of egypt but this is not their god the lord god jehovah as they knew him he is god he is not an image so they I guess psyched their own mind out and say, well, listen, Moses is taking too long. Let's create us a golden calf. And they said, this is your God, O Israel, who brought you out of the land of Egypt. They created a God and said, this is the one. We need something. We need something to see so we can worship. It. And Aaron made a proclamation and said, tomorrow will be a feast to the Lord. So they rose up early on the next day and offered burnt offerings and brought peace offerings. And the people sat down to eat and to drink and rose up to play. A delay. Moses delayed coming down from the mountain because of his delay. His silence. They went and worshiped other gods. And that's what's happening today. And that's going to always happen. People are worshiping other gods. They're turning away from the Lord and they're worshiping other gods because for the most part of a delay. Something that the Lord, they felt the Lord didn't do for them or something that the Lord allowed that they felt like he should not have allowed. But they forget all those years prior of all the miracles that God worked in their life all the things that God provided for them, the peace that God gave them, All these different things that they were seeking God for back then that he did. But it came a time in their lives where maybe there was a delay. And instead of worshiping the Lord and instead of being patient and seeking, you know, just, you know, going through the scriptures and seeking his face. They decided, let's go and worship other gods. And that, again, is happening today. So, for me, that's why I am not shocked when I see people who were once on fire for God. Now they have going into a lot of false teaching, false religions. Now, all of a sudden, Jesus is the white man's God. And all of a sudden, you know, um, just all of these different, Fallacies, but none of them can say that they'll try to act like they forget because you know, all of a sudden amnesia will come because now you believe in something different. But prior to that, you saw the Lord perform miracles in your life. Well, all of a sudden, you experience a delay or something that happened, and now all of a sudden, God isn't real to you anymore. Let's see what the Lord said about it. Look at verse 7. It says, The Lord spoke to Moses. Now, while him and Moses are up on the top of the mountain having a conversation, It says, the Lord spoke to Moses, go and get down, get down for your people whom you brought out of the land of Egypt have corrupted themselves. They have quickly turned aside from the way which I had commanded them. They have made for themselves a molded calf and have worshipped it and have sacrificed to it and said, this is your God, O Israel, which has brought you up from the land of Egypt. Then the Lord said to Moses, I have seen this people, and certainly it is a stiff necked people. Wow. Ungrateful. Stiff necked people. After all I did for them, they're going to go and do that to me and turn their backs on me. Now, the wrath of God was kindled. And we can read further. We're not going to read further, but Moses had to intercede on the people's behalf so that the Lord wouldn't destroy him. It's just interesting. That There's nothing new under the sun So while we may feel like our God Is silent in the midst of this pandemic And all, da, 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 Let's not start murmuring And complaining But let's remember What the Lord has already done If he's done it before he'll do it again Because he's not a liar He's no respect of persons So be encouraged And before I end today's show I also want to point out the fact That a lot of people don't understand or realize Is that between, in your Bible, between the Old Testament and the New Testament, did you know that they call that, a lot of theologians call that the 400 years of silence? Because between the end of the book Malachi and the beginning of the book of Matthew, between that period, God didn't say anything for 400 years. I'll read this statement to you. It says, the time between the last writings of the Old Testament and the appearance of Christ is known as the intertestamental or between the testaments, period. It lasted from the prophet Malachi's time, which was about 400 BC, to the preaching of John the Baptist, which was about 25 AD. Because there was no prophetic word from God during the period from Malachi to John, some refer to it as the 400 years of silence. The political, religious, and social atmosphere of Israel changed significantly during this period. Much of what happened was predicted by the prophet Daniel in Daniel chapter 2, 7, 8, and 11. Hallelujah. So, God God already spoke it through the prophet Daniel that this was going to happen. God... To this day it's going to always use his prophets those who operate in a prophetic office God will show them things and they may not understand fully what's taking place which they don't because scripture says that we know in part when it comes to prophetic things so it may not all make sense as you're getting it but 400 years God didn't say nothing the only thing that they had was the word of God they had the word so from the end of Malachi to the appearance of Christ, nothing. And it says that the political, religious and social atmosphere of Israel changed significantly because they were used to prophetic words being given proclamations. because God says he would do nothing except to use his prophets or speak to his prophets. But he ain't not say them 400 years. Why? Why he didn't say them 400 years? Again, the secret things belong to the Lord. I don't know. You got to ask him when you get there. Because I don't know But they had his word But Christ came And dismantled the system He dismantled sin He paid the penalty for us That we were supposed to pay And the rest is history So I just pray That this particular episode was a blessing to you I know we got a little deep I know we kind of elaborated But in 2022, that's where I want to go this year I know years prior I was kind of uh, I was still giving you the word But I was kind of going through it fairly quickly But some things I'm going to elaborate on Because we need it I need it We all need it So as I'm praying and studying And seeking God and so forth For things in my life For my life and my family I pray that you be doing the same for yours And as I you know, receive certain things I'm going to present it to you Because I want to use my platform wisely you know, I want to use the platform that I was given So I pray that this episode, again, was a blessing to you. Remember that you can send your emails to podcasting at mmsmedia.org. You can also follow me on social media at mbills314. Or you can also follow the podcast network page on Instagram at mms.media. mms.media. All right. Thank you for your continued support, your prayers for uh, our podcast network. We have a total of eight shows right now, and we pray that it is a blessing to you. Um, Also, please remember to leave a review and comment on Apple. If you're listening on Apple, I believe that Spotify now has a a way where you can review and leave a comment. But on whatever platform that you listen to this podcast on. Let me know that you're listening the way that I know that you're listening is by your reviews. It's by your emails. It's by your rating. Let me know. Talk to me. (laughs) Holler back at me. All right. So remember these words from the book of Romans, chapter three, verse four, latter verse. Let God be true and every man be a liar. Until next time, I'm out.